I think I'd start reading from the report. So I, I, I'll read their report thoroughly. If it's a responding report, I'll obviously have to read the other report first to come to some kind of landing about where it is and form a preliminary view about the areas I think are in dispute. Mostly nowadays, by the time I'm doing that, there's a joint expert report which actually identifies where they are at all. So that's not a hard exercise to do. After I've looked at the joint expert report and done formed a view about it, I will start the formal analysis part of my preparation for the report. And I would normally, um, before you know the formal side of the analysis, uh, resort to Dr. Google, etc., to find out the jargon stuff that I perhaps don't know, to give you a, an idea. I've just had a case dealing with a um, colorectal surgeon and a resection that went terribly wrong. 90% of the terms that were being used were completely foreign to me, so I had to get online and dig all that out. Now, the beauty of it is that when I started practice in 1986, I had to go to Gray's Anatomy or some other text which explained a medical term with another medical term and made it really hard to follow. Now you can get online and find all this stuff available, it, written for lay people and sometimes with YouTube stuff so you can watch the operation being done and, you know, all sorts of things that, that just did not exist once upon a time or certainly weren't available to us once upon a time. So I would do all of that before I start the formal dissection of the report and then I would move to the formal dissection of the report in the way that we talked about uh, in Melbourne. Before we move to the um, formal dissection, I was just wondering if you also look at journals or books or anything else in the expert area because I know that sometimes you can find some gems, but also it does feel like a bit of a needle in the haystack. There's so much information out there. I tend not to, unless I know the area pretty well already and I know the textbooks that I need to go to. So if, it, if it's you know, basic accounting stuff, which I feel very comfortable with, that's fine. I can pick an accounting text off my wall and deal with it. But if it's a specialized medicine that I don't know that well, then I wouldn't embark upon it without the assistance of the expert. So I'd, I'd get the expert to tell me which things I should be reading and in particular, which articles I should be reading and which articles he or she has written or which articles the other expert has written before I actually stuck my toe in the water with all that. In terms of general preparation though, in terms of like what kind of books do you read for expert evidence i think ian and hugh selby's book on expert evidence is fantastic there's an online version that you can get which is terrific but i still tend to use the hardback version and i don't know what iteration it's on in now sixth or seventh edition or something like that and um, that's terrific and then the other thing just general background for experts not for a particular case, they're not trying to do it for a particular case, but just so I have a background about how it's done. I tend to listen to, uh, read or listen to the, some of the old trials series, the old famous British trials, those kind of things. 
There's, for example, a fantastic cross-examination by Edward Clark, cross-examined the principal pathologist in the Penge Bungalow murder case, you know, the one that's always been talked about on Rumpole. That cross-examination is just textbook. It's brilliant. Unlike a whole lot of the, those old British trial series, which are now out of date and you don't cross-examine like that, like they did then anymore, that particular cross-examination is, for an expert, is brilliant, even though they lost the case. The actual cross-examination is brilliant. And you can get that version as an audio book. So you can actually hear someone doing it with the Scottish accent and everything, and it kind of brings it to life. So that, in terms of immersing yourself in expert evidence, that's kind of something I think that's worth doing, though not necessarily to prepare for a particular case. Thank you for listening to the Advocacy Podcast, Journeys to Excellence. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and visit us at theadvocacypodcast.com for reading lists and other resources. Until next time.